Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, we look at the size of the grain movement backlog from the blockades last month and hear from CN Rail. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy, wind south 30, gusting to 50. Today, the high plus 12, the low minus 3. Tomorrow, overcast. Windies 20 in the morning, then increasing to 40, gusting to 60 in the afternoon. The high plus 5 on Saturday. Evening, periods of snow and a low minus 10. Sunday, cloudy. The high minus 6, the low minus 12. And then turning milder again Monday. Sunny with a high of minus 1, the low minus 11. Tuesday, sunny. The high plus 4, the low minus 5. Wednesday, sunny. The high plus 5, the low minus 6. Thursday, sunny, the high near plus 3. Normal high is minus 2 for this date, the normal low minus 14. The sun rose at 7.31 this morning. It sets at 6.48 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek, and it's 15 degrees. That, by the way, is also the Canadian hot spot right now. The cold spot, Uranium City in Saskatchewan, minus 17. On the roundup, Estevan is plus 7. Saskatoon, plus 2. Swift Current and Weyburn both plus 7. Yorkton is plus 4. Regina, cloudy and 7 degrees. That's 45 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 13. Humidity, 63%. The barometer dropping 101.3. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 10 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest at 9. Once again, Regina, cloudy and plus 7. That's 45 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. Prairie Grain Elevator companies say there is a major backlog of grain movement to port due to recent rail blockades. The executive director of the Western Grain Elevators Association, Wade Sobkowicz, says the disruptions to grain movement come at a steep cost to farmers and grain companies. Things are back, backed up uh, pretty heavily uh, right now due to the due to the blockades in part, and um, uh, we, were, we were recovering from um, uh, the uh, mudslides and the rock slides and uh, the CN labor stoppage and, uh, and a few other things, and uh, the blockades really put us behind. So we are uh, paying a lot, a lot right now for, uh, in the way of contract extension penalties and vessel demurrage, uh, we're still paying those, even though we're not seeing any active blockades in Western Canada right now. Um, but it's costing the grain sector um, these days. Uh, it's between nine and ten million dollars a day, which is uh, very high. And um, you know we expect those numbers to go down over time, but um, but right now it's still very costly. When do you expect to recover from the backlog? You know we, we're going to be into this for a while. Uh, we're deferring sales uh, at this point in time because uh, of our lack of confidence that we're going to be able to execute on 
existing sales. So um, unfortunately, that means that uh, a lot of the grain that would have otherwise um, moved at higher prices is going to have to move in the spring, uh, summer, uh, when prices aren't quite as high. And so uh, we're, we're, we're losing on that front. We're probably into this until um, we're going to have a, a large carry-in probably higher than normal when we get to the uh, end of July, beginning of August. And we're probably into this uh, uh, until September, October of next year before things start to normalize if we don't have any more disruptions. To expect the backlog to clear slowly. How big is the backlog? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's very heavy. I, I, I can't uh, uh, put a number to it. Uh, I know that CN put uh, put out a release uh, talking about how, much, how big it was on on their network, um, you know, it's it's probably uh, we're talking about a couple million tons here. If you take CN and CP combined, uh, that otherwise would have moved during this uh, blockade period of time, basically during the month of February, uh, you know, we fell behind by by about by about that much. So that's significant, and uh, you know, all we can do is is try and uh, you know uh, try try and uh, move it as quickly as we can, given you know, the capacity constraints we have in the system. So, you know, it's going to be a long uh, road to recovery, uh, but we're working on it and trying to get things uh, uh, back to the normal pace and cadence that we otherwise would have expected uh, if it weren't for the disruption. I believe last time we chatted, uh, roughly a month ago, there was about 50 grain ships waiting. That's right. Uh, Now I believe there's uh, something in the neighbourhood of 51 if we talk about... uh, Prince Rupert and uh, Vancouver combined. So uh, something in the neighborhood of 40 in Vancouver and uh, another 11 at Prince Rupert. And uh, normally we see something in the neighborhood of uh, 25 to 30 at this time of year, and that's about how much we need to have. Um, so uh, there, there is a, a higher number of vessels waiting due to the backlog that, that, we, that we were talking about here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, we're not in a good way right now. It sounds pretty costly. You said, what, $9, $10 million a day? That's right. That's what we're paying in vessel demurrage and contract extension penalties. And we've factored in some lost productivity costs in there as well. We did not factor in reputational damage, which is the biggest cost of all. And so customers who are waiting for product, we're paying, for, we're paying penalties to them because uh, we're not able to hit the contract window uh, or, the, or the window specified in the contract for delivering the product. We're late. And so we pay a penalty for that, but they, they don't want the penalty money. They want the product. And so next time uh, they're, uh, they're, they're buying, they're going to put a risk premium. We expect them to put a risk premium on grain from Canada, uh, or they're just not going to go to Canada. They'll go somewhere else because we are not uh, demonstrating that we're a reliable supplier. And it's been a number of years uh, over the last decade where we have, uh, where we failed to uh, supply product and, and uh, customers are starting to get, uh, get tired of it. Wade Sobkowicz is the executive director of the Western Grain Elevators Association. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. CN Rail says grain movement recovery is underway after illegal blockades stopped rail traffic late last month. 
CN Vice President, Executive Vice President Sean Finn says over 1,400 trains were cancelled or delayed by the blockades. We're coming off of, uh, you know, uh, four difficult weeks uh, when it comes to our operations uh, in Western Canada, but also across the network. Uh, you know, we had a tough January when it came to some weather, tra- weather challenges. Then we had uh, down the canyon, the Fraser Canyon, uh, a rock slide, a washout, and a tunnel being impacted. As we recovered from that after four days in early February, we had a blockade, which impacted the grain in Western Canada because of the blockade between Prince George and Prince Rupert. And this time of year, the grain wants to go to Western Canada because Thunder Bay is closed. It goes to Vancouver or Rupert. When you shut down rail service to Rupert for six days, that impacts 35% of our capacity in Western Canada. So notwithstanding that, we have, uh, you know, we've had a good week last week. I'll come back to the detailed numbers in a second, but we are in recovery mode, i.e. the network is gaining, gaining back its fluidity. But our challenge now is to, you know, deal with the backlog. And there's a, there is a backlog when it comes to, to grain cars getting back to, from, from, uh, from Vancouver and Rupert to the prairies. There are several ships um, uh, that are still waiting to be loaded uh, both in Vancouver and Rupert. But we're focusing on this. Our Edmonton operations team is very focused. And last week, for week 30, uh, we spotted uh, 5,600 cars, which was uh, more than the same amount of cars last year. Last year, February, had been challenging because of cold weather. Uh, we were ahead when it comes to uh, last week's uh, total metric tons that uh, we got, uh, that we moved 518,665 metric tons last week uh, compared to 397 last year, so up by 121. But there is a backlog on the crop year itself for about a million uh, less metric tons uh, this year than last year at the same time. So we recognize that we have to catch up. We are trying to meet orders. So they've had you know, a substantial amount of orders. The number that's been, uh, been banded about is 10,000 orders behind. Again, of that 10,000 orders in the last two weeks, there was one week that was 8,200 orders. But even in a normal course, we couldn't meet that size of an order. So we realize we have to catch up. We have to, do a, we have to intensify our, our, our spotting and also our movement to this. And I can tell you that the operating team in Edmonton is fully focused on very quickly getting caught up uh, on that million, million tons, metric tons of, uh, of grain behind to make sure we do so in a quickly fashion. So by you know next two or three weeks, we'll be caught up to get back to where we should be uh, moving this year's grain crop, which is a good crop, as you know well, Jim. So you hope to recover the next two to three weeks? Yeah, I think, you know, three, three strong weeks of spotting, and if we can have the weather on our side, which we have right now, our operating people are very focused to make sure that we have the cars, the employees, the, the, the locomotives, and track capacity to get out to, to get these cars back at the prairies loaded and back to Vancouver to get those ships loaded and off, off the markets. The green companies have been afraid it could take months before we get the whole backlog cleared across the whole Canadian rail network. Yeah, that's more of a challenge, obviously. I'm focusing on Western Canada right now, and I'm specifically on grain. There's other ag products, probably potash, uh, fertilizer, which is being impacted also because you can't shut down the railway, you know, for six days uh, going to Rupert, but also, more importantly, for almost 24 days from Eastern Canada to Western Canada. There's grain that comes from, you know, Western Canada that comes to Montreal. Uh, that grain could not get through the blockade for uh, almost a four-week period. So we were doing some rerouting. wasn't great, but uh, there's no doubt that there remains an overall backlog, and this is important. We say we're in recovery, we're recovering our network, but we're far from having all the cars dug out from our yards and having them switched and spotted to our customers. That's going to be a challenge for many more weeks to come.
Do you have a cost on what the blockade was to CN Rail? Yeah, we haven't uh, done a total costing to CN specifically, but uh, you know you can you can do a rule of thumb pretty quickly. On a given uh, year, we move 250 billion dollars of goods on our network on uh, a given year, which comes down to almost uh, 680 million uh, value of goods on a given day, of which a third go to the U.S. So you can imagine the impact on the overall economy, but all the impact on our customers. So we haven't done the the detailed analysis of our bottom line impact, but it's had uh, you know a major impact during those four weeks on our on our revenue top line, just by the mere fact we couldn't move the goods to market. And we're also very, very conscious, and it's more important, Jim, this impact to our customers. One thing about CN, but more importantly, there were plants, there were small businesses that are waiting for shipments in a container, or some companies need larger quantities of, uh, of chemicals and of propane. And, and uh, the, really, the really negative impact of the overall blockade is what it's the impact to our customers and to their employees and their suppliers. And also, this is important, Jim, to our reputation abroad. Like, you know, it's important that Canada's reputation abroad be that we have a very strong transportation infrastructure that's very effective, that can move goods to market. I think it's important we start rebuilding. And uh, I referred to it before, but our Ag Advisory Council, we met this week and we all recognize that our reputation abroad has taken a bit of a hit and it's important for all of us in the supply chain to go back and explain to our customers abroad the importance that we put on our infrastructure, that we're, we intend on making sure that uh, it becomes efficient again, but also long term that we are trying to avoid these issues going forward. Sean Finn is Executive Vice President of CN Rail. Time now for Market Update, brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell 320 at 415.88. Oats gained 72 cents at 178.71. Number one red spring wheat decreased 70 cents at 222.53. The rest were unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley 171.67. Flax 535.79, lentils 482.50, yellow peas $249.89 per metric ton, and feed wheat 182.70. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia or Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline on stock here in Musha. 800 on offer there Tuesday. Pre-sort another 200 plus cows on Thursday. Over 3,000 in the last two weeks. These light cattle they continue strong. The 750 plus weight cattle were steady to the previous week's sale. As I've been saying, these shorter frame fleshier cattle are being discounted. Next pre-sort sale here is Tuesday, March 17th. We got some pretty good drags of big runs of cattle for that one. These good cows, 79 to 85, sales to 87. The good bulls are a dollar two to a dollar fourteen, with the medium bulls anywhere from ninety to a dollar one. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold sixty-eight hundred hogs Thursday, selling in a range of one twenty-five to one forty-two per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around four thousand head, selling in a range of one twenty-six to one forty-three per ckg. One hundred index hog prices for the weekend in Saturday, March seventh, are. Maple Leaf Sig 5, 133.19. Maple Leaf Sig 4, 142.39. Ham's Cash, 140.39. And 
Thunder Creek Brickle, $141.19 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is down 12 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3415. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.46 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are higher to finish the week, with Iowa, Southern Minnesota, and Western Corn Belt regions up just over 30 cents U.S. a hundred weight, while the national region gained 49 cents per hundred weight over the previous day. Despite the support, the cash markets this week have been mixed, and market participants will be watching to see if there is any follow-through next week. The challenge is that current export volumes are not enough to usher in price supports. While China did take 17,000 metric tons of U.S. pork, representing 39% of the total for the week, and maintain the recent trend, which is also a record for this time of year, it is somewhat surprising considering the ongoing logistic and port challenges due to COVID-19. It is considered positive. The answer to the big question could be revealed next week when the March 12th export report may show potential effects of tariff exemption certificates that were to be made available to private Chinese importers on March 2nd. And the outlook today, partly cloudy. Wind south 30 gusting to 50, the high 12 degrees today, the low minus 3. Overcast tomorrow, windies 20 in the morning, then increasing to 40 gusting to 60, the high plus 5. Evening periods of snow tomorrow, the low minus 10. In Regina, cloudy and 7, that's 45 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.